I'm Alex Melia, and this is Our Voices Through Lockdown. A stage for real people to tell the real stories we never get to hear. In this series, we hear personal stories as we emerge from the pandemic. If you've been touched by any of these stories, please share them with a friend so they can enjoy them as well. Let's get into today's episode. How do you defend him? How do you back him in a situation like that? How does the future look when you're treading on that path? This is Carlos, a single dad from West Sussex. He has a 10-year-old daughter and a 15-year-old son. Prior to lockdown, Carlos's life was in a constant state of worry and apprehension due to his son's unpredictable antisocial behaviour. He was extremely disruptive at school and was soon to be kicked out. He was getting in with the wrong crowd, several incidents with the police, fallouts with mates, and it almost on a weekly basis there was something going on that was causing some form of uproar in the family, a lot of concern, a lot of anxiety. We weren't too sure what his future was looking like. At home, things weren't much easier. Nothing Carlos said would get through to his son. He describes the atmosphere at home as... Very volatile, constant friction, constantly being challenged, always faced with defiance. The house was getting smashed up on a regular basis. Carlos was losing count of the number of times the police had visited his door on account of his son's actions. A few incidents of cybercrime where he was accused of abusing people online. There was an incident of bikes being stolen and him being accused of stealing the bikes. Carlos had to escort his son to court many times for his offences. He felt helpless and fearful for his son's future. He didn't think it could get much worse until... He threatened his mother with violence and we had to call the police out for her safety. That was, that was the worst. It was over not having or having his phone taken away and his response was to become aggressive and to threaten her. So he threatened that he would use a knife if she didn't give his phone back. The police were called and he got carted away in handcuffs to the police station. As a, as a father seeing that, that wasn't a pleasant sight. The outbursts of anger were relentless and frequently directed at Carlos himself. He's tried to become the alpha male a few times and I've had to restrain him. And there's no other way of really of dealing with that. He threatened me with a screwdriver once and said he was going to do something with it. And I called his bluff and, and he continued with the threats. And then I just said, if you don't put that down, I'll, I'll have to remove it from you, which I did. But it was also partly to let him know that I'm physical enough for him to not try that stuff. Something had to change. Carlos couldn't watch his son follow this dark path, but he didn't know how to stop him. When you have children or a child like that who's very strong-willed and strong-minded, you know that you can't really physically force them to change. And that's not really an effective way of change anyway. The, the goal is for them to, at some point, understand that what they're doing is not right and learning to make different choices and better choices. Carlos also knew there had to be a root cause to the problem and that his son's aggressive nature went deeper than just having a bad attitude. Well, we label it as bad, but all behaviour is 
a reflection of a person's feelings. And so bad behavior is sometimes the culmination of having feelings and not knowing what to do with them, or having feelings and feeling desperate. And it has to come out in some shape or form. And when you're dealing with young people, they don't know how to express it any other way. They just know they have to express it. And so you can be caught in the firing line because what what's inside that needs to come out comes out and you just might happen to be there at that point in time. And you see with a lot of young people of that age that often they will kick off and they will destroy things and they will be violent and they will be very abusive verbally. And when they've calmed down, many times they've almost completely forgotten what they've done. It's us as parents who hang on to it because we're the ones who felt the receiving end of the abuse. And we find it hard to let go, but they're processing something and then they've moved on. Just as lockdown happened, social services offered support and advised Carlos and his son's mother that in order for his behaviour to change, they needed to adapt their own approach of communicating with him. They started by analysing their interactions with their son. Everything that is happening that involves you and him is negative or volatile. The relationship is kind of going in one direction. So you have to you have to start looking at it from a different perspective. And it was really about noticing the positives and not focusing on the negatives. So anything that he did that was remotely positive, you have to try to acknowledge. What you're starting to do is change from continually talking about negative things to relating only positive things to him. So the messages that he's receiving about himself are starting to build his self-esteem rather than destroy it. And it's a long process and it takes time and it's really hard as a parent because when you see someone doing something that's alarming or dangerous or abusive, you obviously want to correct it. You don't want to let it go unacknowledged, but you almost reach a point where you realize that if I flared up, I'm mirroring the behavior that I'm trying to eradicate and also I'm giving it energy. So I just had to move beyond it, pick out the positives and feed back to him in a very calm way, which is probably the hardest task of all, is trying to stay calm under fire. This new game plan was made much easier by the fact that their son, like the rest of the UK, was now in lockdown. He was forced to stay inside. Here, the outside influences that were leading him astray on a daily basis were no longer as influential. The lockdown coming enabled him to reassess his life and where he's going and his sense of worthiness. And I think when you're in a scenario where you're constantly being told you're bad and you're doing things wrong, you will start to behave accordingly or you will start to adopt those labels that are being put on you. And so lockdown and taking him out of that place has diminished the amount of negative feedback that he's receiving. Soon, Carlos noticed a change in his son, not only in the fact that he was less argumentative, but in his attitude to life in general. He's not waking up every day faced with trials that he didn't want to endure. He's now waking up in a much better atmosphere and with a greater sense of freedom. And he's learned to sort of discover himself during that, during that period of time. For a lot of people, lockdown's been a very difficult time. But for him, it was probably the best thing that's ever happened. He's had a time to reflect, maybe on his own behavior. He's had time just to reset. 
Lockdown has inadvertently allowed him to explore his own interests and skills. He rather impressively built a computer from scratch. I bought him all the parts and without any prior experience, he went online, looked up how to do it, got a screwdriver, fitted it all together, got it working. As a result of that, we bought another computer, computer parts, he built that and we sold it. So he made a bit of profit for himself. Besides building hardware, he's also designed online games and has even taught himself animation. It kind of made me aware that he's very, very capable and that given the right tools and the right encouragement, he can go on to do a lot of good things. I couldn't help but notice that his son had previously used a screwdriver as a potential weapon, but now he was using it as a tool for his own learning. This inanimate object has become a symbol of growth, growth that could have only occurred in the situation that lockdown placed him in. The screwdriver is not the problem in the same way that a gun is not a problem. Is what you do with the gun that's the problem because you can use a gun to protect and you can use a gun to kill. It's the intention. Carlos and his son also have a new arrangement around his phone. If his son makes a decision to put it away at the right time, it won't be confiscated. It's a subtle difference, but by shifting responsibility from parent to child, he's given his son agency over his own life. It's a little bit of give and take, almost on a daily basis, but I think if you treat them with respect, then they start to behave in a more respectful manner. With such a radical improvement, Carlos made the decision to move to home education on a permanent basis. Now that he's found things that he's interested in, i.e. technology, I've noticed that he has the motivation to drive himself to learn and learn with more enthusiasm. His relationship with his mother has also improved dramatically. I know that she feels immense relief at how things have turned around and obviously feels a lot happier that she now has a relationship with her son, whereas before she was almost fearing for her life and not feeling safe around him. This turnaround from fear to thriving, crime to self-improvement, looks so far off back in 2020 prior to lockdown. I'm proud in the way he has adapted to the situation and matured and has learned to make wiser decisions and understands now that the path he was on wasn't the right path. Listening to Carlos talking about his son, one could not help but be moved by the deep love and commitment he has shown as a father. As parents, you are supposed to love your children unconditionally, but few of us are ever tested in the way that Carlos has been. It would have been easy to have given up, but instead, Carlos remained in his son's life, always there to provide another path. Lockdown has allowed Carlos to become the positive influence that his son clearly needed. Without the negative input from others around him, a balance has been found and his son has found a focus. Having endured such difficult times, you have to feel that some stability and positivity is the least that Carlos and his family now deserve. If you want to keep in touch with the show, and be the first to find out what's coming up next, go to our website, www.ourvoicespodcast.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. The links are in the show notes. And if you haven't already, give us a quick follow in your favourite podcast app. See you for another incredible story next week. Thanks so much for listening. 
Now, you probably know I'm looking to grow this show. Since you're here, I'm guessing you're a fan, but you might not know how to help. Here's how. One, tap follow wherever you're listening. Two, give it a five-star review on your podcast app. This helps more people discover the show. Three, send this episode to one person. They'll thank you for it later. I really appreciate your help. See you on the next one.